It's Zach Langley Chi-Chi. I'm so popular. Last week, me and that Mata, wonderful drag queen here in Tokyo, uh, talked through Dario Argento's Suspiria and uh, Deep Red together. It's a great episode. And to close out my month of horror for my annual Halloween special, we are talking about the three most disturbing pieces of art ever discussed on I'm So Popular. We are discussing three really? films. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. We're discussing okay. uh, Yamanoichi Daisuke's uh, Girl Hell 1999, Red Room, and Celluloid Nightmares. And I'm joined by a fabulous guest. It's been a long time coming. Who are you? Yes. Um, I'm Glenn Rockney from the uh, podcast Rare Candy and also the podcast The Back Wall um, with uh, with Filthy Armenian. Uh, I, uh, I've been wanting to come on the show for quite some time. Hey. Um, and uh, and Zach and I have collabed a couple times already, but um, this is the first ISP, which it, it does feel different. It does feel different. Like uh, this is a different. This feels like a different thing we're doing. You know what I mean? Oh like, yeah, totally. So it's like this, there's definitely like a landmark thing. So love it. Absolutely. Oh, what are you doing, Glenn Rockney? Um. So I had a nice dinner with my with my family. So I watched three depraved films, <laughs> then went to dinner with my family, which was quite wholesome. I needed that little palate cleanser. Uh-huh. And then um, just uh, talked to you about some really fun stuff. Uh, yeah, on the page. Oh, I'm sorry. I watched Suspiria. I'm about halfway, well, third of the way through Suspiria. So we did that a little bit with, with the wife. Watched that. We're gonna finish that tomorrow. And then now, now we then we just did Sirens, which was phenomenal. And then uh, here we are. Here we are. And I have to ask as well, why do you follow me, Glenn? Oh, long time ago. Uh, long. Was it T- I, not, I don't think I don't even think it was TPN yet that I had really even heard you on. Yeah, I think I it was it I, was before TPN maybe too. Maybe topics or something. I, I listened <laughs> to that a long time. It was something where I was just like, well, this who's this guy? And like oh. you know, I like heard it was through a podcast. Then I followed. It wasn't follow then podcast. I knew that that mm-hmm. was that's I know that order. But it was quite quite some time ago. And I was just like, this guy's got a brilliant show, man. Thank you very much. Well, I'm very happy to finally have you on because I've gone on uh, the back wall that you and Filthy You're Armenian the host. Most recurring guests. You're uh, like it's not even three close whole episodes, honest. and you, three, yeah. yeah, your show. At least the back wall is a wonderful sports podcast, but it's so much more than that. It's a really novel idea. Um, you have a uh, sports activity of some sort. Uh, when we did some of our episodes, we watched like a football game. We uh, watched. Mm-hmm. Uh, a uh, Mr. Olympia competition, mm-hmm. and uh, you use uh, sports as a way to talk about culture more artfully than you'd ever imagine. It's a really fascinating show, and I, uh, I'm i so honored to have been a part of it multiple times, and it's like one of my favorite podcasting experiences I've ever had, honestly. Well, it was so fun, and I remember, like, I, w- I remember uh, Armenian uh told me he was like hey let, let's get him on i'm like yeah no i'm down but like does this guy really like is he gonna know like what was going on but like silly me that's why he's so good at what he does mm-hmm. he's just like he's just a really good idea guy like just like man like that's that's a i would have never thought of that and then you know we were talking about i remember we were talking about what are we gonna watch what are we gonna watch but then you you had like all these games like what about this game from like the 70s i'm like okay so he's got ideas he's already <laughs> coming to the table with these things because sometimes it's like man you know like you don't have any kind of thing maybe tangentially related yeah. to a sport in your life like nothing um you know especially with that side of twitter but the uh no it's it's been it's been great i mean i still think that the manti teo uh, and aaron hernandez documentary duo series i mean like mm-hmm. how do you get better than that Oh, yeah, that we went crazy on that Monty Teo episode. It was so much fun. <laughs> but it's like, a, 
I remember you mentioned on one of the episodes that one of the main mission of uh, of the back wall in particular is that you are attempting to remind the populace that sports is uh, actually this fantastic cultural entry point yeah. for so much a uh, greater discussion and reflections on meaning and the contemporary condition. And I, uh, you know, I hadn't even really thought, I hadn't consciously realized that I had felt the same way. Like when I was uh, suggesting stuff like a, an OJ game or whatever, it was like kind of a uh, subconscious to me that I knew that sports was this wonderful, right. like uh pageant and spectacle and arena for all of these uh, cultural influences but your show is really doing great work and making that real oh man i i love doing it i i mean truly it's it's been it's been great for a while we were we were kind of talking to nobody and then after a while i mean thanks thanks to you jack and john ziegler who we just had on like, mm -hmm. people, like people really started like what are these guys talking about you know and uh and yeah it's 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 been a lot of fun, and I think to anybody who's just like, you don't have to become this like sports fanatic, but there are certain things like you, ESPN Thirty for Thirties are wonderful. Like ESPN mm -hmm. documentary series Thirty for Thirty, you don't have to like sports to watch those. No. Like the plot lines within that are like juicy as hell. Great. I mean, you have like black guy baby mama stuff happening all the time. <laughs> um, you have like white redneck like trash kind of stuff incidents like. You know, you have all the all these great things that happen. Um, you have like weird, like political things happening on going on, like at the same time. Uh, there's there's all types of stuff that can that can happen in there. And then like also like m men need to watch sports like men. The straight men need to watch. sports. like I I've, like I honestly think it should be mandated by the government. That's why I'm not a true right winger, because I uh want like government mandates on like just watching sports everything else leave it leave uh -huh. people alone because like you know if you're gay uh, whatever that's fine you don't have to but <laughs> then you probably still should woman let's just think about recipes for the game and then <laughs> uh and then like for straight men though like you uh, just a little bit like hour a day nothing crazy you know what i mean i'm not, oh, yeah. I'm not asking for that much of your time just an hour of the day just watching a sport you know watching watching a competition where like the strongest or best, most skilled person wins. It's the only time in America that happens anymore, by the Absolutely. way. Absolutely. Um, pick another time where the <clears> most <throat> skilled, best person wins at the job and gets rewarded for it. Think about that. It's not yeah. very many. I love that that's the, the case for sports. And it's like, even if uh, you can't introduce anything to really uh, muddy the water, it's just the best person will win. And, you know, we were talking a little bit on the Patreon um, about how it seems that there's like a great influx of, uh, you know, people making films that are extremely perverse and mm -hmm. original and uh, like Terrifier 2, which I haven't seen yet, but I'm uh, making these movies for, you know, no money at all. And it feels to me like maybe um, the kind of sports, uh, the sports modular way of thinking of the best person will win might be kind of uh, pushing back and those who work hardest and have the best ideas might actually, uh, it seems that they're finally getting their, uh, their voices heard again. So I think it's an exciting time for culture everywhere. And, uh, doing the back wall with you in Armenian has really changed uh, my right. whole way of thinking about everything, honestly. Oh yeah. And it's so fun. And I, and I think, uh, I think Armenian can, can really contextualize. Like I, I tend to be like the kind of autistic, like sport, the, the you know, just start rattling <laughs> off like stats and stuff. And like what he's good at is kind of like relating it being way more accessible. Um, I think like making it accessible to somebody who like maybe is just getting into it, which is really what I want, you yeah. know, is to, is for people to like kind of go like, well, let me give that another spin, you know? Um, so that's, what's good. I mean, I'd say the same thing about you, Jack, and a lot of people who, who are able to, uh, Adam Lear too, like people who mm -hmm. are able to relate to the normal person that 
maybe has the craziest thing they've seen is an A24 movie, you know? <laughs> yeah. And like you're, you guys are able to be like, well, let me tell you about Gaspar Noe. Let me tell yeah. you about, you know, these, uh, let me get like, I'm, I'm not like, those are good. What you like is still good. You know, like I'm not telling you to get rid of that, but I'm, let me, let me just, let's just watch more th- good things, you know, and uh, turn over every stone. Well, people don't understand that what they're looking for in cinema and art is, is is extremity. They don't know that they want that, and they're actually afraid of it because they think that they don't. Because they've been so brain-poisoned by the media climate, no one thinks that they actually want to experience these ravaging right. works of art or whatever. And so easing people into it and... Uh, getting, Being funny. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> getting people Being like... Likeable. Into the Sadian, you know, worldscape. That's like my, sure. my whole my whole vision. So I'm glad to hear that uh, it's working. Thank you. Yeah, no, and everybody knows this. Every major government outlet, every major media outlet mm-hmm. knows this. That you can get anyone to like anything if the person talking about it is likable. Yeah. That, that everybody knows that except like random people. I'll never get into that. Okay. Wait till you somebody that you made you laugh for ten minutes just told you about something. This is making me think it's like all these insufferable internet personalities who are not Mm -hmm. funny, not charismatic, not interesting. They they think that just Mm -hmm. because they're right about something that that is merit enough. I'm sorry, if you're not interesting or you're not like a fascinating persona, no one is going to care or be interested in what you have to say. It's It's a hard to swallow pill. It is. (laughs) And it's way easier to get mad about that Mm -hmm. than it is to to accept that. So, speaking of these uh, masterpieces of Sadian horror um, and uh, these extreme filmic experiences, we are talking about, honestly, just the most shocking stuff we've ever talked about. And uh, these are three V Cinema films by Yamanochi Daisuke. And V Cinema was a very popular medium in the 90s, uh, basically during the Japanese economic uh, bubble pop when uh, the entire uh, country's industry began to plummet. Films were going through a a really tough time, and they were having difficulty making money with theatrical releases. So uh, Toho, which is one of the big film studios here, uh, started uh, giving directors about like $50,000 and... uh, having them make direct-to-DVD and direct-to-video rental movies, basically. And uh, studios would give uh, nothing directors, like uh, at the time, like Mike Takashi. uh, Sorry, Mike Takashi. Anyway, they'd give all these directors, like, very small amounts of money, but kind of, like, free reign to make whatever they want. And it resulted in a lot of uh, fascinating horror. Yeah. Like, uh, The Ring was a V-Cinema movie, I think, originally. Ringu? Wasn't that like a Ringu? Yes, Ringu. Yeah. And yeah, uh, The yeah. Grudge also has its uh, juon. It has its roots in V-Cinema. Um, mm. And it's just a really wonderful uh, genre where there's uh, absolutely no parameters on what you can't do. And uh, these uh, Yamanochi Daisuke movies, they're... Softcore pornography, horror, gore, exploitation movies, and I barely even know where to begin with these because they are so titanically disturbing. So, um, yeah. tell me a little bit about your general experience uh, going through these three films I selected. Sure, sure, absolutely. So, they, <laughs> after sitting ominously on my Google Drive for about four or five days, just looking at mm-hmm. it, girl hell, just looking at that girl hell, 1999, a file dot wave or whatever dot MP4 or something. I'm looking at that file. Yeah. And I'm just like, all right, I asked for this. So sure. Uh, put those on, put them on the U- USB drive, put them on there. 
Uh, I told my wife, you have to watch it. She said, let's go. I'm down. I said, it's, it's, I, I know this guy, if I ask this guy to send me depraved things, like specifically depraved stuff, like it's going to be bad. Like, I just need you to know that. Sure. I'm fine. Mm -hmm. Put them on. Um, (laughs) We start, we start with girl hell, right? Um, All that. Uh, I don't want to give away all my thoughts on it, of course, because we're going to talk about them individually. But, uh, you know, it started out like kind of like, okay, this is gross, but like, I get it. You know, like, this is like, okay, like, I, I understand the appeal of this. Like, this is like, I, I, but like, it's gross, but I understand the appeal. After a while, I was like, I, I feel like the light bulb thing's happening to me. You know, like, like after a while, I'm like, I just, mm-hmm. I'll just say that much without giving away. <laughs> I, I, I'm just, I'm in the red room. Like, I'm just like, this is a blow dryer in my mouth. You know, like, just, I'm like, yes. what's happening? What is happening here? Just somebody just end my life. Like, I'm not a, I am not a better person after watching these three movies. I'll tell you that much. No. Now, I think one of the things that is most fascinating about these is that they are gory, they're exploitative, and they are, you know, grisly. But what I find so repulsive about them is that all three of these have a texturally sickening quality that is so cynical and despondent and upsetting Mm. that just sitting in the way these movies are shot and the vibes, it makes you feel... Um, like you are in a Hieronymus Bosch painting and like this is yep. the end of all things. It's disgusting to just watch these movies. Yeah, specifically there's a part in, in Girl Hell nineteen ninety nine where that old uh-huh. man's fucking the high school girl. And yeah. and it's like a really prolonged like fucking scene that is like like so I'd rather watch animals fuck. Like it was so bad and like the guy the sweat on the guy's face, I was just like, I wanna fucking beat this guy up. Like, I want to fight him right now. Like, yeah. I just, I, like, well, get him away from me. These movies, <laughs> like, they're all filmed on, like, a kind of, like, handheld camcorders. Uh, they're, like, probably recorded to tape, and they're all in, like, a square aspect ratio. And so when you put these on a, a TV screen or something, and you, like, just look at these slimy digital monstrosities, like, they are so... So gross just to sit in these worlds. The soundtracks are all grainy. Um, they're like porny synth seventies music that's completely out of place. Yeah. Um, the actors and the actresses are not attractive. They're grimy people. No. Um, there's constant slime, sweat, and grease everywhere. The sets are horrific. There is not one ray of light or positivity in any of these. It is all a straight nightmare. It's really bad. It's really bad. It's designed. It's designed to just kind of Guantanamo Bay me, like where it's to, when they want to find out if somebody wants to find out. Show me the red room um, on on a loop for twenty four hours. I'll tell you anything you want to know. Truly, yeah, for real. These movies, uh, whatever are... you need to know. Yeah, what it's it. I don't like. First off, like okay, does anyone like this or do they just beat off and then like I'll come back to that later? Like I don't like. I feel like that's it's got to be just porn for jacking off. Like it's got to just be like a quick nut one of the you know i don't know does anyone like sit down with popcorn like i love this this is a really interesting thing about these because um this episode that we're doing today is like kind of a spiritual successor to the horsewoman dog uh-huh. episode i did with bardo which is i'm me. trad now by the way I, yeah I, you made me try i don't know what to tell you i i i'm i'm gonna put a cathedral avi on twitter like i'm i'm sorry yeah i, yep, you know, I fail <laughs> my zach's fault not mine you know oh I just, my I, fault I'm, yeah, I don't know. I just I'm Catholic again. I hate to break it to you. 
Like, unfortunately, <laughs> but it's the only logical conclusion because, oh like, my gosh, like those movies, because those are pink ego, which are specifically like meant to be softcore pornography, like at least in some way meant for jerking off. But these movies were basically produced by a Japanese like porn studio, right. and they have pornography in the films. All three of them do. Mm-hmm. However, you can't really describe these as something that you'd want to jerk off to which is rare for me because i can find something you know horny about every male on earth and these movies repulse me they make me never want to have sex again they are that bad me that's gross me (laughs) i'm a pervert and even me watching these it's like i want to take a shower and i want to go pray and i do not want to ever look at a man lustfully ever again no, it's it, it's weird, man. Like I, 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 I remember seeing like it's like it's it's so much like nudity and stuff. But I'm just like I like my dick is inverting right now. Oh like, yeah, I don't like it's gone now. I don't have one. Like it's, it's yes. It- <laughs> it's like is this what we're doing? Is this your idea of fun, buddy? And he just leaves. You know. Like, I can't imagine. Like imagine it's like the year two thousand. Like you and like your your girlfriend go to the Japanese DVD rental store and then you just see girl hell one nine 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 on the fucking mm-hmm. on the, and they're like, Oh, what's this? Oh, this looks kind of interesting. And then you, you could just rent this at a fucking store, take it home, pop it in and watch this like legally. And that to me is insane. That culture ever got to that level. Yeah. And it, that's like, what, that's like some like a video drum shit where like Debbie Harry's a little freak and's like let's put on this you know and it's girl hell 1999 like that's yeah that's like that type of shit where she starts like cutting herself and stuff. like it's fucked up i red flag if you have those hard copies i'm I, like i'm being judgmental i'm just like like look we're doing this, this is business what we're doing right now this is bu- for yeah. business and research purposes if you own these for pleasure like sorry you're out of here. Oh, I totally do now. I want to get copies of all of these because, like, these... Criterion yeah, collection. Yeah, I want the Criterion, like, uh, Yamanochi Daisuke collection. You want the special features? Yes, I do. Special. Because these are, like, abs- These are artifacts of evil. Like, the facts that these exist and that you can watch them and then people paid to make them and people were involved with Dude. making them. It... Okay, I I mean we've been you know hyping these up, but no matter what I say, you really can't. No, you you're not ready. You're not ready. <laughs> so I'm excited to go through and make you say all of the grisly things that happen in these movies. Okay. So yeah, sure. Let's start off um, with uh, what is I think probably maybe the most accessible of them, which is Red Room. These are all from 1999. I think that this is perhaps like the most cinematic out of all of them which is why i think it's like a most watchable but the the basic plot is uh four people are in a red room um and they are told that if they participate in the king's game that they um have a chance to win 10 million yen which is about a hundred thousand dollars and uh (laughs) i know i was thinking that i'm like that's not it's not that much money (laughs) the rules of the game is that they Uh, There are four cards on the table. One card is the king, and he can tell any numbers what to do. Uh, Number one to three. So he can say number two and three, do this and this, and then they're locked in a cage and they have to do the thing. Otherwise, they forfeit the game. Uh, He doesn't know who he's deciding because he's saying the numbers before the cards are revealed. And uh, this goes on until everyone resigns the game or there are no survivors left standing. 
and this movie uh, becomes so disturbing in ways that you would never expect watching it. And uh, t- tell me about your little initial reaction to this. Man, this one. So this is the second one we had watched. Um, I, I won't. I guess. I guess I gave away the first one already. But like, I actually thought that the the girl held nineteen ninety nine was was uh, was super accessible because it's an anime. But like, it's basically an anime. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Yeah, it's an uh-huh. anime. Like, it's not an it's not an anime. But if you watch it, you're like, this is just like super rapey anime, like like unhinged anime, basically. Mm-hmm. So that that's the way I would say that was accessible. Now, Red Room, like we we had watched that when we, we watched Girl Girl Hell, and we were like, okay, like again, like I get it. And then Red Room came on, and I'm like, okay, this is weird at first. Like it starts really slow. Like for an hour movie, mm-hmm. it starts really slow. Like it's just kind of like you know testimonials like i'm this desperate i'm this desperate i'm this i need this money do you think we'll get it boom boom like all this kind of stuff um blow dryer in the mouth i'm freaking out already i don't know why the blow dryer in the mouth like that's <laughs> like the one so they warm gross. you up with they're mm-hmm. like they warm you this guy so five minutes um the guy one of the guys loses the guy who's married to his wife so his wife is putting a blow dryer in his mouth for uh five Five, minutes minutes. and that thing is cranked up like it's fucked up and she's like the wife is just like kind of mean to him and and, uh they don't have the best marriage uh and he's kind of a cuck honestly and she's she's like putting the blow dryer in his mouth and these two sisters are watching they're the two sisters of the other team and they're watching i have to clarify they're not sisters it's a bad translation because they call people sister in okay. japanese as like oh, a okay. endearing term but they're Got actually it. not related unfortunately okay so that makes actually way more sense honestly <laughs> yeah. i was kind of like wait what's going on here yeah okay gotcha okay nonetheless they do say sister yeah. but they're just two girls um so yeah no problem uh but nonetheless they're the ones on the outside watching this happen this guy's got a blow and i'm already losing my mind right and i think mm-hmm. was the spinning chair was that before or after that was before which that fucks me up because I get really car sick. So I'd be like, I'd honestly, <laughs> would, like, I, I, yeah. And then the licking at the beginning. And we're not even to the fucked up parts yet. No. There's this licking. And, like, that's, again, when I say my wife gets grossed out by the weirdest part of the grossest movie, not the grossest part, the, that licking noise of, like, at the time, two girls uh, licking into each other's mouth with this weird – because I hate weird eating sounds, too. Uh-huh. Like, I hate when people are, like, weird eaters and, like, weird sippers of things. Like, I really don't like that. So that was, like, my own personal 9-11, personally. Just that. Like, as – and that's the first scene. That's the first um, shot of the movie. It's the first shot of the movie is two people, like, roto-rooter plumbing each other's mouth it's with their tongue. It's an extreme close-up on the tongues where you can see every detail of their saliva and their teeth grinding yeah. against each other as their tongues become these inhuman, like, meat it's organisms. anamorph yurks going into yes. your ear. And it's like, the terrible. reason it's so gross is because of the sound mixing, which is reliably terrible in oh. all three films. The sounds are so loud. The Guttural. slurping, licking spitting noises are so loud it like penetrates your brain and it goes on for minutes at a time of just these tongues grinding against each other and it turns into you know kissing is obviously not a shocking thing but good old Yamanoche is gonna make it sickening because you watch these tongues lapping at each other and you feel like all humanity is drained into the gutter so I have a theory about Yamanoche, the director. Yeah. Um, that's how I'm saying I'm saying that correctly? Yes, Yamanoche. it's a it's Yamanoche. 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 
Okay, and then Daisuke is his last Daisuke. name. Daisuke is his Daisuke. first name, and his family name is Yamanouchi. Okay, got it. <laughs> so, uh, theory about him. Please. Easy easy way to look at this is he jacks off to these movies. Like, I, I totally this think is, he does, this yeah. This is right. That's, but that's the easy way to think about it. I think also he probably does, but another sliver of his perverted brain is he jacks off to our possible reaction to the movie. Mm. Yes, I absolutely think so. You, he, know, you know what I'm talking about? Like, he, yeah. he knows how to make me sick to my fucking stomach, and I think that's really what, like, makes him shoot ropes, you mm. know? He takes pleasure, absolutely, in revolting the audience, and there's no yeah. way that he's not trying to be disgusting here. And uh, even the stuff that's, like, vaguely, like, sexualized or, like, Ugh. could be seen as, you know, alluring or erotic, he immediately makes sure to lace it with something so nasty that you feel immediate sin for having been into it in the first place yeah totally and the, the three things scenarios we just described right now those are the tamest parts Th- those are the tamest parts the, gets way worse yeah so the four characters that are on stage here it's a husband and wife a couple and uh the the good old wife is this nagging shrew woman who hates her husband. Uh, they have kids together. Uh, she just is basically castrating and making fun of him the entire movie. Um, and then there is a very quiet um, high school girl, I believe. And then lastly, there is uh, another high school girl who has a secret. We'll get to eventually. <laughs> um, and... Uh, they all are interacting through this. They don't know who they're uh, making do what. But yeah, that that scene when they uh, tape the girl onto the chair and spin her around for five whole minutes. And it seems like it's going to be fine. It's just like mildly irritating and dizzying. Uh, and then she'd project all of this like oatmeal soup all over the guy. Oh, dude. that And just even then right there, you know that's going to be bad the quaker oats like mm-hmm. that's all bad all over the face um then you know i guess was it the Mom- blow Momoto? dryer is just... oh the blow dryer is really bad well, it's, it's really like, bad you would never think have you ever thought about a blow dryer in a mouth before i've never no. thought of that it's too perverse to consider yeah, like I was trying to power rank the thing. And I know we haven't given away what's happened yet, uh-huh. but like the power rank, the things I'd rather have happen to me in that thing. <laughs> and like blow dryer is still not that high on the list. Like it's still, it's still like I'd have to still mull it over. Yeah. Over some of the other ones. I mean, the idea of a blow with dryer your nose in your plugged. Mouth, with your nose plugged. So you have to breathe against this hot air that's like drying <laughs> your mouth. What the fuck? Can you imagine what your tongue would feel like after a blow dryer? You wouldn't is in taste your mouth? anything ever again. If no, you like, ah, uh. <laughs> yeah, no. I'm telling you, like that right then and there. I was like, what the fuck, man? For real. And I had no idea what was to come. And okay, I think the next situation after this is the first. The, the couple. It, wait, the is couple. it? Is it the pissing or is it the couple? Definitely the pissing. It's the pissing. And this is where we get Which the... is my number one thing I would have rather have. Happened, yeah, because what? She like... just has to drink the piss, right? Yeah. But and then but this you is find where we get the big shell. reveal. Yeah, you get the bombshell. Because yeah. the it's the two girls who are forced to do this. They have to drink the piss. And there's a wonderful shot of the high school girl shadow. And she pulls up her skirt and she has a huge dick. Fucking schlong. Yeah, just a huge 
dick. And this is where the slimy digital texture makes this all the more horrific because I don't... <laughs> oh, fuck. It's terrible. It's so gross. You're not swallowing it. It's so fucking terrible. It's like, so it, gross. It, it, it's, <laughs> the, the dialogue while so... the bad things are happening is so fuck. It's like meant to be funny and you're like, stop trying to be funny during this. Like, just let me get through this. Oh, God, I just can't get that shot of, like, the shadow of her, like, huge, bulbous <laughs> yeah. cock. It's, it's like, like Roger Rabbit appearing, like, in a shadow. Like, it's, like, this weird, like, 90s cartoon thing. That it's, like, happens. hideously wide and short as well. Oh. Yeah. And the, I don't know. Can you just get an idea of the smell in these movies? Like, to me, oh. these are just, like, fragrant nightmares. Yeah. Terrible. Just terrible stewing, like, filth smell. Because, okay, in this room so far, the blow-dried mouth, the vomit, the sweaty kissing, and now, like, yes. a big, sweaty, transgender penis pissing into someone's mouth. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Dude. That's the... <laughs> and, like, we have... it. Like, again, there's a there's a round two and three of, like, what really happens, like, yeah. in this movie. Yeah, it's, after it's... this scene, we get the, the first time it gets really the... horrid. Yes, the couples, the couple, the couple is uh, falling apart. Because uh, the the um the the husband is made to beat the shit out of his wife is like the request of the king in this round, and at first he you know he's like so simpering and whiny the whole time, yeah. and he's like lightly hitting her, but she keeps negging him, and uh, eventually he just completely snaps. Yeah, he'd be her ass, man. Like he fucking really like started turning into like mike tyson really started like beating her ass <laughs> and then he then he fucks her yeah he brutally rapes her like brutally after like, the like, time is over the like the time limit is over and he's so yeah. castrated and furious about his uh, masculinity that he takes it all out um and Another texturally disgusting thing is that this movie, which definitely didn't clear any Disney copyright, has a hundred and like she's wearing a hundred and one Dalmatians like little vest, <laughs> like a little like nasty, fuzzy, like cozy vest that you know is it's just like roller backpack Asian girl school vest. Like, I know. Going. It's and rough. As he's raping her, he's just like, I know it's you rough. like dogs, so I bought you this cute dog vest. <laughs> the, I'm telling you, the dialogue during it is so... Fu I fucking hate it. Like, it's funny. Like, you laugh a little bit, but you're like, stop doing this. Like, stop trying to make this funny. Yeah, yeah. and on top of this rape scene, they're playing, like, the cheesiest, gloopiest porn music. Despite yeah. the fact that it's, like, really a punishing scene. Yeah, it's like these... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like just this like fucking like '90s like Johnny Gill like R&B drum break, and you're just like, what is happening here? And it's just his really only his thighs are hairy, and like nothing oh, else it's, is. It's... And he's got like these like big fat like man tits, and he's like so short and ugly. He's balding. <laughs> he's and so, it's and just he's a terrible guy. So just ugly. Terrible. Yeah, yeah. And he's been whining the whole movie, and now it's like his hairy thighs just slapping against her as he like <laughs> rapes his wife to death it's insane <laughs> and he's and he's not done fucking by the way no he's not done fucking <laughs> 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 
Do you uh, want to introduce the next scene? Because I can't even say it at this so point. So let me just make sure I get this one right. Uh, so the next scene, the uh, kind of girly girl, high school girl. The is, innocent is one. The kind of innocent the, yeah. one. She's got the pink. The other one's got the tomboy look. She's got the like girly girl uh-huh. uh, thing going on. Um, she can't move a muscle. That's her assignment, her yes. punishment. She can't move a muscle. She can't react to anything. And this dude, she, he, she tells the guy to go to town on her, mm-hmm. right? Because the wife is presumed to be dead at this point. Yes. Um. Um. Of of rape, and <laughs> the 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 uh, the 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 guy like, all, okay. First off, this director, the weird titty grabbing. It's I the the weirdest titty grabs you'll ever see of your life. Yeah, it's like rough and like, it's like Stevie Wonder doesn't quite know where it is. Yeah, because you know? he, like, he they always like are grabbing it from too high up or like just too kind of, far yeah. below, and it just like in the neighborhood of a tit, the breast into and something then slides <laughs> up like a windshield wiper on uh-huh. it. You're just like, what is ha- what's going on? Um, and you know, so that's that's happening at first. And you're like, okay, like all right i get it you're trying to just wait out the time just fill up titties like you guys both get out of this no big deal you know um no he goes to fucking town and brings out like fucking his like home depot toolbox yeah because there's a box of of tools that they are allowed to use that has like the um because which no one asked him to do this no no it has like the hair dryer and stuff in it but then he gets out the light bulb and for a painful minute we see him slowly inserting and pulling out a light bulb into her vulva over and over The big side. The big side, of course. And Mm. you know the threat of, like, what's imagining to be happened. And you just keep watching it for... It's so punishing. Made me so fucking sick, dude. How did your wife react to that? She she was, like, really... Like, so, I remember her (laughs) friend a long time ago, one of her friends... Said, hey, doesn't she look like this? It was Nicki Minaj getting grossed out by something. She had this, ugh, like, kind of weird, like, Nicki. I don't know if anyone's ever, I, I'm, I mean, this is probably the podcast where the most people would know what I'm talking about. But, like, just this weird Nicki Minaj grossed out face. My wife makes the same face. It's really funny. <laughs> and then, like, for a while, she kept saying, first off, during that movie, I don't remember which part. She just says, like, I've, I'm really excited for church tomorrow. Oh, that was what she said. Like, I just can't wait for that to happen. Uh-huh. I can, uh, can wash away this. Um, and because uh, she she felt like she's like it feels like we're not supposed to, like we're being bad by watching this. Like it's our fault. You Absolutely. Know? Like, like, like that. This is like you you feel complicit while watching. That's the the shitty part about these movies is you're like I'm here. What am I doing? Yeah. You know. And uh, um, yeah. So during that scene, she's freaking out. The spoiler: alert, the light bulb doesn't make it. It breaks. I mean, you know it's going to break the second it comes out. The second you see the light bulb go in, you know it's going to happen. But it's drawn out for forever with that grating porno music. So it's Ugh. especially punishing. And I'm, I'm interested about feeling complicit in this. Because I think that really scratches at the itch of like why I find these movies like so uniquely disturbing. Aside yeah. from like the gross out. You feel mm-hmm. culpable. Why is that? Yeah, I want to be a whistleblower in this case. I want to be the guy that's like, I saw everything that happened in the red room. Like, I'm just like, this is, I was, I feel bad. I can't be a part of this anymore. Like, because I, that was what I felt. Because you know that this is fake. You know it's fiction. Yeah, but because of like, because of like the ugly digital sheen and because of like the really like unwieldy yeah. sound design, it feels like a snuff movie and you feel like it's your fault. Why is that? 
it's the fucking i i i seriously felt like i couldn't like my hands were tied behind my back i couldn't do anything like i'm like i, I want to help i want to help but like nobody even wants to be helped in this by the way they just want to take out their aggressions that's yeah. the scary part you're like i want to help these people don't want to be helped but i'm watching and i feel like that's a violation that's like accessory to murder what i'm doing what absolutely I'm right now and it's really bad like i i felt really i just felt guilty the entire time like i'm just like that was never meant to i that was never meant to see that what that what that was you know yeah because it's like realizing the carnival it's like the carnival like the great human folly of disgust and terror it all becomes real when you realize that you're watching a film that was made with money uh that made a profit that was released you know for a reason and what it is 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 a fucking light bulb breaking in some raped girl's pussy hello (laughs) and then once the light bulb is broken you know what's going to happen. You know exactly what's going to happen. You sure do. Because the next challenge is that he... Let me get this right. He has to fuck her. Right? Mm-hmm. That she, He's, like, made by uh, the, the trans girl. It's like she is making her get fucked again by this guy. Mm-hmm. But now with the... Uh, broken glass in her pussy it seems like she's like dead but she gets up she wanders over to the table and she says no i'm gonna play and she starts off and she blows him she's like michael jordan with the flu like she was just like "Uh, coach i got this it was like wait what like you could have just played dead no she wants the money bitch yeah like i'm like either the way the same thing's gonna happen so like what is happening like played and then you wake up after that like after that you know Uh uh-huh yeah, that's like, but like that was my thing. But no, she's like, no, I'm in, I'm yeah. in. Let's get this. Let's get this money. I'm in high school. My first off, my possibilities are endless in life. But I have to win this game, you know, like <laughs> for a hundred thousand dollars. Hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. Like your life is not written yet. By the way, like that's what's funny about that is like the high school aspect of that. Like the the just like I'm on my I'm on I'm on death's door. You yeah. know, I gotta get this done. It's just uh, yeah, it's so gross so that happens that's disgusting and she is made to fuck get fucked by him and uh in a brilliant scene uh she goes down on him and then just chomps his dick off right and then then spits it out yeah and that was the smartest move of the of the movie in my opinion because like either way it's like it ain't gonna hurt you anymore you can he's he was gonna have that happen either way yeah exactly basically i mean like like for real like it's just funny like there's like how misogynistic he is it's like let's give the girl the ultimate trash pussy <laughs> I know. you know what i mean like she's gonna have the folk and most trash pussy of all time in this scene oh my god and um I, when she spits out the dickhead the head yeah. is just slurped out red yeah. globby mess fucking on the floor biology class like fucking in a like it just looked like someone i have to dissect later like it was yeah just so gross so gross as she Ugh. so she lives through this and it's her and the special transgender are the last two. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, we then discover that the mother is still alive. She uh, wakes up and then stabs uh, trash pussy, and mm-hmm. uh, in her like dying breaths, she makes her uh, final king's game request, which is that the trans girl has to fuck her for the hundred thousand dollars, but she's gonna use the money for her sex change anyway. <laughs> yeah. That's all it was for. And so we get the last scene, which is 
a transgender tomboy Japanese high school girl fucking a pussy full of broken light bulb glass. Sex changing. Now, what did you? What? How did you feel about this? What? What was? I was just like, I was like, oh, that's a DIY sex change. I was like, what's happening here? Yeah, like, it's all, now so, it's done already. <laughs> it's like now I'm just gonna pocket the ten mil, go to the hospital, and uh-huh. then you know, and then answer no questions, and then be like, hey, let me just get a pussy now. You know, this what I mean? was a like, pussy. I had an accident. Can you just you know put it back together? <laughs> <laughs> Make no mistake, I had a pussy. Now give me the same one. Reflecting on Red Room uh, as our first uh, of the three, what do you take yeah. away from from this? This one, this one broke me. Like, I, <laughs> I didn't watch. It wasn't the first one. I know we're talking about first. It wasn't the first one. This one broke me. I was mm-hmm. already like, just like, that was so fucking disturbing. I couldn't wait to go out to have a family dinner later mm-hmm. like, to just to just cleanse my brain of just having a nice time. Yeah, um, that was so rough. It again, you're so right because the fact is like, it's not like yeah the acts are, are gross on their own you could get through them if they were like art or somehow artfully like put in the film but they're just straight up like i'm johnny knoxville welcome to jackass like it's just this like fucking awful like re- early reno 911 like style film it just looks so terrible yeah so bad it's like softcore hardcore horrible porn like it just it's like this weird thing there's nothing sexual about it whatsoever like it's i don't know how anybody could jack off to this like i don't know and not even in a sense like look your fetishes are your fetishes but like i just mean like it's not being placed shown to you in a way that like is sexual so you know yeah that's yeah to me, the kind of uh, most fascinating thing about this is, you know, I, I did an episode on, like, uh, Death Games uh, last year between, like, Battle Royale and, like, Squid Game and everything. And I, like, argued right. that the Death Game is just, like, an excuse to make a diorama of humanity in miniature. And uh, what this movie suggests with that diorama is merely that the slurping, sweaty, bleeding, vomiting sexual world completely drains like a uh, humanity of its meaning and uh, turns us into transgender like nightmare creatures and i don't even agree with that you know i feel like sex is like the way that uh humans can become closest with one another and uh unravel the layers of their ego into someone else but this movie makes a very convincing case that sex is disgusting evil that reduces us to Dude. flesh mounds this is where you just you if you if you're trying to change your life and you think you want to hit rock bottom, just watch the red room. Just yeah. Watch it. Just, just you'll hit rock bottom. And you'll realize like, again, I, I have enough guilt by watching this to where I need to make changes. I know. I mean, I, well, this one was honestly the one that I've had the most fun. And I thought it was like kind of campy to be honest. Cause it's, it's like, cause yeah. it's like a saw exploitation movie. Very it feels soft. like vaguely like filmic in that way. And, um, I don't know. I just love the trans representation as, like, an evil, spiteful, negative bitch who is just, like, getting her genital mutilation realized live on stage. I mean... Thought about playing again, by the way. Kind of oh, yeah. it over. It's like, do you want to play again? The guy's like, hey, you want to, like, run it back one more time? And she's yeah. like, I'm thinking about it, you know, and then smiling, of course. No, I'll take there my, is a my... sequel to this. It's called Red Room 2. Um, it's a is lot. There? It's a lot tamer so i didn't really think it was worth <laughs> talking it about yeah it's it's much more like melodramatic um something about these movies is that they're all like an hour long tops like an hour six minutes yeah. at most uh that one's an hour and a half and one of the it's it's weird 
it's very weird. There's a cult member. Um, she gets a fetus like ripped out of her pussy uh, when someone fists her, which is pretty good. Um, mm-hmm. And then <laughs> one of the players is revealed to be a robot at the end. Oh, wow. And the robot falls in love with the male player. And then he takes the money and uses the $100,000 to fix the robot. <laughs> so romantic. We can play in this life. Have fun in this life. But at the end of it all, we want a simple life. We don't know that it comes from a clear day. So the next in this uh, sequence of uh, films is uh, Girl Hell 1999, Shoujo Jikoku Ichi And um, you describe this really well as just like an anime. It's an and anime. It is. It's a story of a, of a young girl, very virginal and sweet, um, walking around a bunch of uh, dilapidated uh, Tokyo suburbs. Um, her sister... Uh, was in a horrible car crash and uh, had become extremely mutilated. Her mother left her and um, her father is uh, raping her mutilated sister and she lives in a Lars von Trier uh, misery circuit. And uh, <laughs> the worst. And this movie does have a lot of like anime inspirations, like you said, because uh, it has a really theatrical sense of uh, lighting. There's like a huge red moon that like yeah. hovers over it. Um, the infrared, like, 2001 Thrasher skate video, like, things of the bot, like, it's, like, really weird. The weird yes. infrared, like, grace thing, like, that they did. It's, like, amazing. It's amazing. And uh, lots of shots of this dejected um, schoolgirl wandering around, and um, she has a homeless friend uh, who is uh, mothering a doll, and she hangs out with the homeless woman, mm-hmm. and... Uh, yeah, this was the first of his I ever saw, and I watched this with my boyfriend, and we were both so disgusted at the end that we couldn't even look at screenshots of that I had been taking during it because it was so, so uncomfortable. Um, yeah. I feel like this is more uncomfortable for me. I, I'm kind of ranking these in the order of me personally of, of how horrifying, because like this feels like an art movie in a lot of ways. Um mm-hmm. 
even though it also has like that horrible like porny uh screenplay <laughs> and like people like talking about nothing and all of these uh really awkwardly uh introduced scenes but this like grossed me out so much just like because it has a kind of a traditional narrative going on and it just is this endless like loop of torment and punishment yeah i so i i'm like it's weird because i i like i totally am way more grossed out by the red room than the, that's funny than this one yeah i like because at least like she's likable you know the uh-huh. car- the the like uh, she's just real nice like you're just she's man, just an you, innocent like, sweet anime girl, girl. T- totally she has her fucking disgusting friend Oh, the big fat friend who does oh, like compensated Tao's dating. Fucking uh, friend, uh, <laughs> catfish. Yeah, Lene. Yeah. yeah, like just oh my gosh, rough. Yeah, and she's like doing like low key prostitution, like uh, compensated dating. Um, yeah. <laughs> that long fucking scene of her getting fucked in that weird like warehouse, like of like or machine industrial factory by that sweaty old guy as I referenced earlier, is so fucking disgusting. Oh, I... Like it's just it's it's so bad. She's like lifeless during it, you know. His and then... big flabby ass that's like sagging and flopping <sighs> around. It's horrible. It's so bad. Um, but you know, like there's parts of this, first off, there's parts of this movie that are objectively some of the funniest things I've ever seen. Like just, I you know, I won't skip around to them yet. But like the oh, by <laughs> the, all um, means, the part you know it it, it starts out weird but like you're kind of like okay this feels still a little reined in you know you're then your friends like getting fucked like okay art movie weird lynchian like way too long of scenes <laughs> uh-huh. very this movie's like david lynchy to me like it's it very, is to me too it's like really long drawn out like where the homeless lady's like feet like kind of like just walking around with her baby that's just like is some twin peaks like shit to me like it's just like is is just kind of like swaddling the baby and 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 um and doing that um you know there's a very we get a really insane breastfeeding scene early to adult yes because the dirty homeless woman who is like visibly like covered in like crap and garbage and dirt and like <laughs> lives in a tent and is like, the Mulholland Drive like thing from the parking lot yeah basically. and then imagine the Mulholland Drive parking lot creature like breastfeeding a doll mm-hmm. It's totally. so fucking It looked like gross. homeless Tila Tequila to me a little bit. Like, is what she It probably is like. what Tila Tequila looks like right now. <laughs> just what I'm saying. Like, yeah. like, I'm just like, that. maybe she's doing that. It, it might be her for all we know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, yeah. It looked like, it just looks like, just like Tila Tequila rolling around in trash all, for like six years straight. That's it's what, like, so this. gross to see a homeless person breastfeed. Oh, and like, she just, it's weird. Like, you know, if you see breastfeeding happening. It's usually just, boom, there you go. She's, like, squeezing it out. Like, she's, like, churning it out, like, with her hand. It's so bad. It's, like, pasteurized. Yeah, it's so <laughs> bad. Like, I, 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 it's, like, that part is just, like, gross. But it, there's, like, a funny element to that. I think yeah. that's why the anime aspect, like, pops in, where it's just, like, absurd anime kind of thing, where that, that happens. So, like, it's just, like, Red Room's so depraved to me that, like, this is at least kind of like okay there's like a satirical kind of like I, I do see now that goes away later by the yeah. way the, the actual humor of all this gets really fucking serious but uh the at the time like you're still like okay this is like slapstick comedy but um we have skipped over a little bit the the rape brothers yes i was just thinking about them because the, the movie the, actually the japanese factor the factory yeah guys, it opens yeah. with two grimy factory guys who are like never wearing shoes or like <laughs> constantly undressed and scuzzy and listen, I love dirty Japanese men. And I, at the first 
five seconds, I watched this, and I was like, oh, the one on the right is kind of cute. And then I immediately that vanished because they are so fucking nasty. I'm, like, <laughs> running out of adjectives to say disgusting, but, like, the movie opens with them talking about how they're gonna, like, uh, their rape habits and how they just, like, like to grab girls and they can't get horny unless they're, uh, unless they're... Yeah. This Tarantino-style conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it where is. Where it's, like, really nonchalant, like, yeah, man, I rape. Like, it's, like, this, like, you don't rape, man? Like, just this kind of, like, <laughs> weird, like, like you're, you don't you get tired of this, man? Like, what do you mean? Like, you know, just this weird, like, Tarantino, like, ah, that's supposed to be funny, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. And, and uh, between, like, absurdist conversation. But you're, like, the tone they're using, they're not being comedic in their tone. It's just very morose, and it's just like, oh my gosh. Yes, and one of the factory workers has decided that he's going to retire the rape lifestyle. And he's, he's hanging him up. The effect of this is that the, the movie, which is very concerned with the idea of motherhood and absence and abandonment, is the main character. You constantly see avenues in which she could be saved from her Laura Palmer fate. You imagine that her fat friend is going to come save her. You imagine that these factory workers, the one who's decided he's not going to rape anymore, is going to, mm-hmm. you know, turn against her. Uh, later, we meet, like, a, a wealthy guy who rolls around in a car and is, like, fixated on her. You keep thinking that someone is going to be able to save her, but the whole point is that Literally the is... nicest guy in the world is the guy in the car, by the way. In yeah. this world, in this, like, particular universe of this yeah. movie. He's, like, the, the, like, at least court jester. Yes. You know? But every single avenue, nothing will save her. And uh, you, this movie starts becoming unbearably dark uh, when she uh, goes home to her horrific apartment that she lives <laughs> in. It's the most... It looks like a construction crew was demolishing it five minutes prior. I know. And you see her, and she looks at the doorknob, and it takes about 30 seconds of the movie before she like goes in, and immediately you hear the sounds of people fucking as she goes to lifelessly clean up the dishes. And the sounds yeah. of uh, what's going on is her father raping her sister. Wow. Yeah, it's uh, the punchline didn't land there, in my opinion. That's just a rough, rough thing to walk in on there. Uh, the guys who the, the 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 weird part about it, like to me, was the weird dishes cleaning. I'm like, what's happening? Here. Like, yeah. you know she clearly she stares at the doorknob for like five minutes before she even goes in like you know like it's like the place is fucked up yeah she walks in it's like the hearing test portables in elementary school like when she walks in but with like trash littered as if people were squatting there and um he walks in the sister's like duct taped and then like her face is mangled and you're like well how did that happen because you don't know she's in the car accident yeah yeah like you don't understand that this happened um uh, her sister like weirdly undresses her um, when she sees the damage, like very weirdly undresses her to mm-hmm. find this Cronenberg like videodrome gash in the middle of her fucking stomach. I have to say uh, the scene when she walks in to check on her sister after realizing, you know, what's been happening. I mean, she when she yeah. walks in, it cuts to diapers. It covers to shit covered diapers. It's really bad. bloody tissues, semen, used up food boxes, beer, beer. The like whole you just have room is just all that. It's a palace of human disgust. I was so sickened when I realized that it was a rough. fucking diarrhea diaper. Well, and also like it's got that one's got to be rough to Japanese people because it's like the crazy they have the most pristine homes, you know. Because like <laughs> yeah. you notice, she still has to take her fucking shoes off before going in. Oh that yeah, house. So, there's just no way we're skipping that. No, like I don't even want my shoes off in that house. No, not in the fucking toilet dungeon. Yeah. <laughs> 
it's so she's in club rectum at her house like, yeah it's literally so rough it's so bad and her dad and, is so and, gross yeah her dad is like mr miyagi damn near like Ugh. like and it's like this like bad like mr miyagi mixed with like the crazy rape guy from tw- the cosmic like paranormal rape guy from t- bob from twin peaks like, yeah that's yeah, what yeah. They look. it's a combination of those two guys and it's just so bad it's um you know then you like halfway through the movie i i there's you feel like the brothers are like protagonists at some point which yeah. is scary where you're like oh th- he's gonna change his life around like he's gonna like try to date this girl i like i had a feeling like what i thought was gonna happen was the the guy trying to go the straight narrow path like was gonna be like okay i'm gonna go back but then my friend still wants to get down and like rape the girl that's uh-huh. what i thought was gonna happen yeah um no they 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 surely don't uh no because the the, the anime tone of this and like the the beginning shot of like the, oh it's like a, you know a high school drama and like the big mm-hmm. red moon and all of it it makes you think that there is an avenue towards salvation the whole time and uh eventually the worker uh he confesses his love to this girl with a letter and uh, tells her to meet her at the bridge and then she's there. They're late. Yeah. She leaves, and then he becomes enraged. Enraged. I'm back to my old ways. Yep. And he rape, goes and rape, uh, back. Yeah. They go and rape and beat up the homeless woman. In a hilarious scene where they pop the baby's head off, the fake baby's head. The off. fake baby. <laughs> Haruko, Haruko, which is one of the few names I remember, is the fake baby. Yeah, Haruko. because they say it over and over again. Yeah, Haruko's hungry. Haruko's starving, by the way. Constantly being breastfed. <laughs> yeah. Like, multiple times a day. Like, just, just like 17 times a day. Just breastfeeding Haruko. It's a huge baby doll, by the way. It's a, yeah. That's what also made me see was the size of the baby doll was so big. Because if you watch Terrifier 1, it's a very small uh-huh. baby in that movie. It's way scarier when it's a huge white baby like that. I don't know what <laughs> happens. Because then she has an American Girl doll later. Yeah. The, when, the when they pop the baby. head off, it is funny, actually. Yeah. No, that's what I mean. They, he kind of, like, I don't fully slip into the the scary world of, like, like I think the they, there's some, like, really insane aesthetics of this movie. Yeah. Like, this is, like, an early CKY, like, proto-jackass, like, tone to it, which is really scary. Like, like Blair Witchy, almost. Like, mm-hmm. and... It's re- that's really scary, um, but there's just like overall just funny. But when he steps on her titties and the milk shoots out in his face, like it's just like it's just it's so anime and like <laughs> weird and just absurd. So like that part, the, even when he takes, I love how much they love baseball by the way because they all have really good swings. I'm yeah. a baseball guy, so I I was, it's like a really like good swing with the bat. Like I'm like God, they're so they they put so much time they put so much time into that and attention to detail so i like that part i love that too yeah it's it's just uh, the thing that like makes it like kind of like proto like haphazard like found footage art movie it's like i when she's like walking to go the the protagonist is walking to go visit the homeless woman like there's like that tracking shot of her that that keeps shaking everywhere and it it is artful like you keep seeing Mm -hmm. these like flashes of uh, some grander inspiration and it's like the encroaching artfulness of the movie is like uh, right alongside the closing paths uh, to salvation for this girl. Um, and uh, they basically, the, the two men are so enraged that they, they go to her home uh, to uh, go uh, to go find her and take what belongs to them. Yeah. They end up uh, meeting the father. They kill him in cold blood on the spot. And then they take the mutilated sister and rape her in the shower. Worst for, part of the movie. For about two minutes. It's terrible. Double, pen- double penetration horrible dialogue during it. i'm not i won't repeat what he says 
Um, it's no, truly, like it made me fucking want to vomit. It's like, sick. It's sick. It, they, she tries to be kind of funny during it, and you're like, stop the humor. It's making it worse. Um, this like weird Tarantino aspect to him, like you know, where where it's just like I have to like make this situation funny and also exponentially worse well it makes it way worse when they make a joke about it because every time he expects you to laugh and you don't it just like doubles down at how bleak it all is yeah it's like he's all he's constantly like knowing how to like kind of like put layers on how disgusted i am you know throughout Mm -hmm. the movie where it's like you're gonna get disgusted but in like the weirdest way this time you know for real and it's like it's kind of like a fireworks show where you get that grand finale where all the then like i didn't know it could get crazier than this you know like all that stuff happens um now uh that scene is crazy because uh she's then uh foolishly falls for the the uh mercedes-benz yeah because as we mentioned there's a guy who keeps following her around in a in a in a big limo basically limo kind of yeah luxury limo super early 2000 like night like like yeah luxury and he has like a creepy faggy way of speaking he like tries to give her money because she's like this laura palmer (laughs) object like everyone falls in love with her and she of course like foolishly goes into the car Oh no. This is the worst part of the movie to me. Do you think so? Because what happens is not only is he, he doesn't rape her in the traditional sense, which is what everyone is expecting. Instead, he pulls out a siphon, like a gas well, siphon. Well, you're skipping around here because it's important to say this. She goes in the car the first time. Oh, right. I forgot about that. With him. Yeah, this is important. I feel like this is important. She goes into the car. Uh, one time before, because he says I'm a prefect from some like excelling. School oh yeah, he's he says where that I want to find you in your prefectural tran- educational yeah. board. I want to go to your horrible trash neighborhood tenement, and I want to find you. And she's like, Oh, after all these bad things happened to me, sure, let's yeah. do that. Um, so she go, fall, goes in the car with him um, after he does the classic "Is your mom home?" No, my mom doesn't live here anymore. Blah blah blah. Falls for the entire like child molestation weird right. thing. She goes in the car with him. He hands her the bike seat, which she had had stolen off her bike um, earlier. He hands her, like, a brand-new bike seat. And she's like, oh, cool, and then a bunch of yen in an envelope. Yeah. And and she's like, I can't accept this. No, it's fine, blah, blah, blah. She finally gets out. He lets her out. She finally gets out to go see her that her uh, sister and father have been raped uh, and killed, basically, yeah. right? And sis- sis- yeah. That's so, when she turns around and then gets... And faints. Yeah. She faints faints on like her front porch and the guy's there to save her like like this fucking like beautiful like victorian like you know like, i'm glad you noticed like, that he's like victorian and classic because he has like, a faggy just, way of speaking japanese yeah oh it's hilarious it's like very just like 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 theatrical like thespian type guy there's like, a lot of he, older guys in their 40s who still talk like that in like a very like clean like way and it always grosses me out she faints into his arms like an old like classic film you know, and falls, and then he's like, "I got you." Like it's all good. Takes her back in the car. Then he's like, "Yeah, I'm getting what's mine. I'm I'm getting the piss." Um, she has a gag ball in her mouth. She's handcuffed to the where you hang the shirts in the back seat, and um, he takes out a siphon. <laughs> My wife just looks at. It, she goes, "A catheter." I'm like, "Oh shit, yeah, I guess so." I thought it was like some other shit, and literally just plugs he eats her out for a little bit kind of like does that puts the fucking siphon in there and just starts drinking her piss like yep. it's a fucking capri sun it is like it, it was <laughs> it's this like double-sided siphon that when he like, puts it <laughs> up her, 
And when he's sucking on it, it like mm-hmm. cuts to his face in black and white with his distorted tone and the zooming yeah. in face of him like so smiling rough. as it's he's so sucking rough. on the piss ruined me. I squirmed like nothing else. That is the worst part of the whole movie is that fucking face he's making. And I can still see it in my eye when he's like grinningly slipping the piss in, in the Capri Sun gas siphon pouch. No. It was such a Capri Sun moment. Like that was the worst part about it. I'm like, he's just treating her like a Capri Sun. Yeah. It's just horrible. And um, yeah, it, it's horrible. I did like laugh a little bit because it was just so dumb. Like, but like I did like laugh. Like we, we laughed about that. Again, like this whole movie, I was able to laugh my way to, as a cope a little uh-huh. bit like that's why i didn't find this one as depraved even though we are hitting over some crazy shit well, this right is now. just like blonde to me it's like this like innocent anime like classic archetype poor girl figure. man like she like i don't yeah it's and they the put her through sorry. worse torture than anything lars von Trier has ever done any like of the great female torture films it's this terrible. is terrible the piss siphon the piss siphon and yeah. i just i can't stop thinking about his face it's so horrible so then we, we get the climax of the movie, a legendary scene, in my opinion. Uh-huh. I laughed out loud, tears in my eyes at this scene. Because truly. the workers finally catch up with her. Yeah, the Rate brothers, like the Mario and Luigi Rate brothers, like pull up. And, and they she's so are, dejected at this point. She's dejected. She just goes up and she just lays down on the ground, and lifeless. She's like, you want to drink my piss? Because there's none left. That's my, that, honestly, that's one of the funniest fucking things I've ever heard. It's my life. favorite line in the movie. She's lifeless on the ground. He tries to rape her and cannot get hard because she's not resisting. Yeah. He screams at her to, to like, you need to start resisting because this isn't going to work. And she's just like, she's lifeless on the ground, like staring. And she goes, do you want to drink my piss? Because there's none left. Like some guy beat you to it. Yep. And yeah, she's just and lying was, in the grass. <laughs> he, you, you're too slow. Early bird gets the worm. You know, you don't, you don't get, you don't get this piss. She just lays there. Then the guy who they've been they've had some tension. Mario and Luigi have had tension uh, <laughs> throughout the whole movie. You know, Mario started was real, really, you know, kind of yapping, running his running his mouth the whole movie. Um, and he is uh, uh, then stabbed by by Luigi. Um, I don't remember that. Uh, Kenji is whatever or something. Yeah, but I'm just calling Mario. Rape and Luigi. one they, and they, rape two. They have the yeah. same physiognomy. Like if you looked at them, like it's the same thing. And they. Uh, he stabs him. I, I'm presuming he ends up stabbing himself. I don't know if we actually see that happen. Yeah. It kind of looked like it. Kind of looked like he's like, "Well, what the fuck do I do now?" You know, she just walks away during all this. By yeah. the way, she just and gets up. She's like, "I'm done." And cuts, you think the movie's over? You're like, "God, that'd be so great if the movie just ended." Right. No, here. but it cuts to the first shot when she goes to like the canal and is like looking out mm, on the Bill. water. It's in Super black and white Bill. with the same like distorted tone. And uh, one single is that a tear. Japanese? Is that like a Japanese like like? go-to thing because i kill bill i feel like had a lot of those scenes and i always know that's like such an well i did notice joke. this um because i talked with um armenian and jack about life which is a j drama from you know 2007 mm-hmm. and it has like similar editing tactics with like the cuts right. the like freeze frames the distortions the really like loud music that like comes in suddenly um and i think it's like a cheap like a uh, cheap editing tactic but it's very effective because the actress is honestly amazing she has such a look of death and emptiness. She's really in her good. Eyes. She's really good. Yeah, she th- yeah. that look that she has when she's crying through the blood or whatever. Yeah, you can see in her eyes that there is nothing left. This archetype has been excavated of everything inside of her. No, she was like such an anime, like like such an anime. It was it was like that's what I thought. Of. And I don't watch that much anime, but I can I just know it when I see it. And I yeah. was like, man, 
that was and, and so then final scene of the movie with uh, no path for salvation she goes back to the homeless woman looking for mother for what reason she needs a mother. I, she needs yeah, her. She needs true. mother. She needs to return to the womb. She needs, you know, she needs some sort of path out. And so she because earlier she breastfed. We forgot to say that she was. Yeah, she breastfed she herself breastfed from, from the, the womb. This woman is so full of milk. You have you have no like <laughs> like for a woman with no actual baby, she just has constant breast milk for everybody. Um, so she had, which I honestly, the woman breastfeeding scene was so artsy. Like by the way, because yeah. like she never had a childhood. It was right after her dad kind of like yelled and said your mother left me for a younger man mm -hmm. that's what happened and like blah 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 and she's like i just never had a mother so like she, she's starting over her life right there when that happens and like that so she she goes back right you already have the mother's milk now you're just connected forever right i guess is what is what they're saying there and she gets back and mom still doesn't recognize her mom's got a new american girl doll baby now um and which is a completely different look than ben haruko <laughs> uh just just uh, completely switched it up uh and to like this puritan like trad doll like thing and um she doesn't recognize the the protagonist she's like mom it's me like you find out that's like her biological mom which i did yeah. call that earlier in the movie it was very easy to see that that was going to be the case and i said you know she's like mom it's me like mom like you left us like what the hell mom you left us mom's just still just now, see that's interesting because i actually thought it wasn't her biological really? mom and she was just like so like helpless and delusional and like praying for anyone to fill the role that she would have uh she had to do it with uh, this homeless woman. I, I don't think it was the mom, but it's open to interpretation. Okay. So you think maybe she became mom by having the breast milk? Perhaps? She became, she was just, you know, yeah. so out of her mind. She, was, she was there. Yeah. She was, she was there. She was like pleading for anyone to be mother. She, you know, she was just there. Like you're the closest person to me. No, that's fair. I, you sh that's true. Cause it is an art movie. Mm-hmm. It yeah, is, yeah. I, yeah, you no, you could be right there. I think I'm, maybe I'm looking at that as too. I just, in my opinion, I was like, when I was watching, I'm like, oh, that's probably her actual mom. Like, yeah, because that would be the cheap first. thing to do. And and that's true. Like, I think that I was kind of like, that's got to be like her actual mom. But then you're right. Maybe this does have another level to it where it's just that's like this homeless person is now mom. And like all that stuff was true that she left for the younger man. See, in my opinion, yeah, I, yeah, I thought it was like, well, dad was beating me. That's why she looks dad's insane. You know, right. like, like I that was what i was thinking but um it doesn't go over so well uh with the protagonist uh um that because the the homeless woman rejects her rejects her just like what are you talking about I have, like just laughing like like on the subway type thing like just like laughing yeah. and talking to herself like public transit homeless won't give and her just, more milk won't give no more milk absolutely none it's all for <laughs> uh, my american girl doll now and she she's all of a sudden uh the protagonist is just like well it's, it's baseball bat time now mom she beats the shit out of her, and uh, the last shot of the movie is her knocking the head clear off. I love Straight. the scene when she's... She has a wonderful swing. I'm yeah, telling you, like, the, the Japanese people are born to play baseball. I yeah. Just love it. I love it so much. I love when she's uh, just wailing on the core, on the body with the baseball bat going, Okasa! 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 And no subtitles. No subtitles. Just, just means just, mother over and over again. I love it. I love it. It's just... It's just, it's just uh that i to me i i we wa we watched it we finished it and we were like okay that was unhinged but like i i, I get why somebody might have watched that yeah it's it's a movie you know yeah like like I, you watch it it's like i could see somebody like watching that without trying to be depraved but just like okay i'm just a little curious what this is all about that's why i like to me the red room is like just so removed uh -huh. from like 
Well, for it's me, this so is way more now. bleak because at least like it is uh, bleak. Yeah, because Red it Room has bleak. like the you know special transgender like uh, manifesting <laughs> the will to power to become a woman forever by yeah, killing everyone true. and raping everyone to death. And then like this movie says that once you're stuck in the archetype, there is no mother. You're doomed. You're an object to be tortured forever, and you're going to be in that black and white distorted tone for the rest of time. one's yeah you're gonna have to take the lead on this one because i i just i like i had to like truly like really strain to watch it because i watched it right after red room so it's just like i'm like we're right back into us it was three back-to-back hours of these so i i I cannot believe you you did i don't think i could have i i thought that was the right move i'm like oh this will be cool it'll be like all one movie no it sure wasn't i almost told you to watch them separately but i was like i'll just let Um, you do it yeah i think that might have been the mistake because by the third one, I'm just like I can't I, I can't keep fucking doing this man like like the red red room and I you know I got the gist of it right you yeah. know it's it was an investigative reporting movie is that not the girl from the first one it is way? yeah okay it is. I, yeah my wife pointed that out she's like she just looks like a old, little older like in this one and I was like oh so this is celluloid nightmares um and mm-hmm. uh, in Japanese it's called uh, muzane muzane and a, a muzane is like a an erotic uh, painting is basically what it mm. means. And then the Japanese title is a Muzae ano AV Gyaru Korobito Video wa Sonzaista, which uh, means uh, erotic uh, death portrait. Uh, porn wow. actress killer exists, basically. <laughs> um, and then they just call it Celluloid Nightmares in English. And um, the premise is uh, this is presented as like a mockumentary, like kind of found footage. Um, reality TV special where a female reporter is uh, researching underground sex culture and she hears a legend of a snuff film after the disappearance of a famous actress. Um, And this is grotesque. This is... I saved this one for last because this is the mm. only time that I, like, like, leapt away from my computer in total despondent dread. I just like that SpongeBob me, like, I'm gonna head out. 
you know, when he's just why like, when he's getting up from the chair. It's just that that's just one of those. It's at this point like my brain's already been picked through by two movies. Like uh-huh. where I just I just don't even have a reaction. Like it's, I just watched it. And I was like, nope. <laughs> so I just be watching. You're like, not doing that. Sorry. This is the nope. wor- the worst one. Um, it's it's so bad. And the idea that this was marketed because I you know I I said that the title in Japanese the way that this would have been marketed as a, a DVD that you could rent is that you would find this and you would think it's the investigative reporting thing. You would think yeah. that it's like a like a special on you know an AV actress a, a porn actress who has a gone missing. And there wouldn't really be a clue that that's not the case. So you would stumble upon this and like really feel like you're watching it that way. And it's very well presented homodiegetically as like a uh, like a documentary reality For special. Sure, twenty twenty Dateline. You know, it's just, yeah, it's like oh, it looks exactly like it. And uh, at first, it's a little you know, it feels like a Japanese reality TV program. You know, it's right. a little like grotesque, but then. They cut to the first appearance of this missing porno actress that they're researching, and she is appearing in a special pornographic film, which is Menstruation Mania. Dude. (laughs) I got you, bitch. I I can't do Red Wing. I can't. I I can't do the Red Wings, man. I can't. I can't. That's what they call it. Some guys are into it. I am not. This is a, a pornographic film about menstruation fetishism it's so fucking uh, like okay i've had okay without getting into too much uh detail i've had that moment occur during the act uh-huh and i literally like had to take like a shower for 20 minutes after i was like sobbing in the shower how much was I, it just a little bit you ever checked oil before like, yeah pick, pulled out the dipstick yeah it's like that so like you know like that and i just and it's like okay i don't know it's it's not the consistency of like blood coming from your arm right it's it's a lot more i don't know it's, it's, it's thick it's, yeah um, viscous yeah almost like spreadable on toast i see i don't want to even say that but like like you know, just, on toast yeah, yeah I, I didn't you know hey I, i'm just trying to i'm trying to like describe this for people I wanted to, to die after that. And it's like, no one's fault. It happens. No, no. no. Deal. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No one's fault. But like, I was just like, I can't do it. But I know some guys that are like, right on. Let's put a towel down. After this movie? Wives. No. Yeah. No. No, I'm telling you. It's like, I just, I'm like, I don't know how you can get through that. We watch this actress and um, her face is blurred out completely. Um, and she's in a bath. And the bath water is completely red from her menstruation and then a fucking ugly fat Japanese guy once again because this director loves hideous unattractive like 40 year old overweight Japanese men disgusting he sticks his face into her pussy and then turns his face to the camera and it's coated in the in the heavy drip it's it's that's the problem and then he's like shoving his fingers up there sucking on them they're like writhing around in this bloodbath and it is so shocking yeah i literally want to end my life truly like it's it's like like that's i don't know why that's so weird to me like i don't get freaked out by regular blood but for that for some reason i and it's there's no reason for there's no rhyme or reason like it's like that's like i should be ready for I, i can't and it's it's 
it's so disturbing and so bad and that guy just like winnie the pooh like searching for honey honey, you're just (gasps) like yeah just (coughs) just stop oh god (laughs) yeah hopefully i mean Oh. I'll ruin that. I'll ruin that classic cartoon for everyone. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. The thing is, is that like <laughs> it makes sense because this director is clearly doing everything for the reaction that he successfully evoked out of both of us. But by doing that, incidentally, he is touching on great human themes in all of these movies. And like the image of menstruation blood is like pure Julia Kristeva abjection, which is like abjection is the feeling that like when you feel confronted by your humanity, um, by something you witness or experience, like things like shitting, dying, vomiting, your Mm -hmm. body becoming realized and um, made logical to you. It it reminds you of the void and installs you with a a horrific feeling. And that is what pussy blood is all about yeah you are reminded of the nature of life you're reminded of individuation of separating from the mother you go through an entire psychic chasm just in this nasty exploitation literal bloodbath it's yeah no all that i cosign Um, now i I hear never knew about that that the whole theory behind it but you're right I mean, that's uh, that's what this is doing. And did you you didn't make it through the rest of it after this? This was too I much had this, for you, right? I, so what I did was I did a lot of like fast forwarding, like uh-huh. but I, I kind of got the gist of what was like occurring still. Uh-huh. Like it was kind of one of those things where I'm like, I can't sit through the because he does those David Lynch where you're like, this should be over by now, you know? Like yeah. he that's his big like thing. He does the same like, but with Lynch, it's like, yeah, but did I ever want it to end? You know? No, I wanted this to end. Yeah, it was really bad. Because well, like, was... eventually, like most of it is like a procedural investigation and it's pretty like oh. it's pretty trite you know but like they eventually find the snuff film which is way less worse than the blood stuff no the snuff that and that's always his thing is like the the to me like the weird guy yeah the guy that drinks the piss it's like that's still the least like invasive thing that happened to that girl in that movie and like, it's you know, still like, the worst thing i watched and it's, but it's still so gross yeah you know like and, and that's how the snuff film was where you're like it's so gross but you're like yeah, but everything else is like... w- so much worse. I mean, yeah. the, the worst thing they do is like they dance around her. There was a detail I noticed that they didn't translate. They translated it as like, oh, look, they make her dance. They like swing her around the room in like a yucky, like found footage camera stuff. The, these killers on the on her. Um, but my favorite part is that they um, they. I heard in your AV interview that you like to dance and now I'm going to put on your favorite pop song is how they translated it. But what they actually say is, oh, I heard you like Amuro Namie, this like 90s Japanese pop artist that I love. And I was like <laughs> living, imagining that they were playing like Amuro Namie as they're like spinning her around the room. Um, there's another menstruation scene. Did you watch that one too? I again saw the still of it and I was like, okay. That one's worse because it's they take a, a tampon out and worse. suck on it. Yeah, no, they sure do. That's uh, you know, and it's a, it's just Cheeto. a reporter like looking at it and watching it, and it's like, the this is the funny thing too, where, where I imagine someone renting this DVD out and they take it home, and then the first menstruation scene happens, and I'm like, oh my god, but then they watch the second one, and they must know at this point that they're being like, you know, yeah, shit on. But, um, the big plot twist of the movie is that uh, the this woman making the film, she ultimately finds the killer's house and she and her camera crew go there. They all get abducted by them 
and then they cut her clit off and feed it to her. Yeah. However, plot twist, it's a movie. Just a movie. Yeah, it's a movie. Just kidding. The director says, cut. And she's like, what did you put in my mouth? And it's like a little natto bean. <laughs> and I love that. Just kidding. I, I mean, love that it. that is funny. That's very Brian De Palma. It is. Very- and you finally think that it's like, oh, never mind. Like, we're we're over this. Like, all of this, like, horrifying, like, fake menstruation stuff. It was all for naught. We're safe. And then um, the director is, like, so pissed off by this bitchy actress for not wanting to shoot the scene that he ultimately kills her anyway. Kills, kills her. He's like, yeah. No, I, I, I like I saw I'd seen the last part of that. That was uh very rough. That I this one like like I said, I, I probably could have could have gotten through it if I had to. I just was like, Man, this was it was hour three <laughs> of 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 this of this binge and I'm just like, Oh, I'm just, it's just like three episodes of a show, we'll do it. No problem. We're just talking to each other. Yeah, sure, we'll do that. By by this time I'm just like the menstruation. Not the menstruation. Not the menstruation. Um, yeah, yeah. I just I can handle a lot of stuff, man. But the med- this I is, don't know what. The, yeah. I, I don't know. This is like where I really come to find um, good old uh, Yamanoichi San to be a, a really artful director because I think he is like a feminist troll. Actually, I find mm. these movies to all be like very deeply like feminist or whatever in like the old school way. I feel like he's doing these like a. Uh, exploitation comments like Marilyn Monroe blonde David Lynch Inland Empire about like the faded female archetype and just how doomful it is that uh, no matter how many layers of like fake film are in front of you or how many like avenues of the real world you want to pursue to save you from the impending archetype there's no way out ever no no it's it's uh I, the, it's funny because like you can I can tell he has talent. Oh yeah. Like, when I watch these, like, I'm like, this is a talented person, and he's. I'm just I I'm always I don't know like to me I'm like I I want an Alex Jones type lawsuit against him now. Like I think I'm gonna start that. Like I just I want money from him now. Like I, <laughs> you, like like I want to go avenge him that my the thing like and it's I don't want I I, I still feel like I'm being too harsh on it, but it's like I it, that's it it made my fucking skin crawl and like like I said girl hell when you look at the title i'm like well that's gonna be the worst one I, that was the one i got the, i was like that's fine uh-huh. i was eating i ate during the middle of it it was like no problem you know yeah i had it's to put my, my my food down yeah. watching uh celluloid red nightmares room. yeah both of those red room and that i just like i red room again it's still not it like celluloid nightmares i was just like come on you know like what, mm-hmm. what this is what like this we've jumped the shark i was like this is just this is too insane and no if, if his jaw because I do think this hurts worse for men than it does women watching this. Like, it's worse for men. Oh, totally. Um, it's totally worse for men because you have to, one, even if girl hell, which, like, girl hell, haha, hell for girls. No, you get to watch a sweet girl get fucking ruined, which sucks when you're a straight guy. Yeah. You because know? like it's confrontational to men, I think, especially because, I mean, women are women are the ones who partake in these archetypes. They're the ones who style themselves yeah. to be the Laura Palmer orbs and everything. Like, they know what they're signing up for. However, men don't really have the same kind of, like, experience with the formation of identity or anything. So watching that get, like, ripped apart in these films and, like, so thoroughly and violently dissected, it is shocking, truly. Yeah, I and, and you know, like, and then Red Room, it's just, like, that, I mean, extremely uh third wave feminist you know mm-hmm. like absolutely that, that one I it mean, is it's third wave feminism transgender yeah. women 
rape everyone, kill everyone, and then rule the world. And, like, are, are, like, awarded for it and are victorious. And I, I honestly think the idea of a trans woman with a penis fucking a vagina full of broken glass and, like, manifesting their dreamed reality by that mutilation, I honestly think is one of the most adroit metaphors for the transgender experience ever put to film. <laughs> Are you kidding? Like, for real? I mean, it's, uh... Yeah, like, I, while I don't find it relatable, I find it, uh, um, it, as somewhat of an explanation for certain things I've seen, you know, of that community but yeah i i suppose like that's just woof man like i, I it's it's funny too because it's like they win they win at the end of the game and then you start to realize in your head it's like am i am i just meant to do this <laughs> you know like the look on the face of the of the person that wins the money. i don't need to inspect my money because i don't actually care about the money i know i know exactly she doesn't even care in the first but the thing i love about this all is it's like uh, this month of my horror that I've been doing, it, it's really ended up like interconnecting really well. Cause I, I keep thinking about Emma Roberts and scream Four, smashing herself into the window, like jumping onto the like glass table and like viciously mutilating herself in the name of like formulating her image. And so mm. watching this transgender woman triumphantly fuck the broken glass trash pussy, it, it feels like very interconnected with me. It takes a lot of willpower to do something like that you know yeah yeah i mean it's like that sounds like a future podcast the trans fucking the trash pussy like that's like that's like a future podcast between two people oh yeah i mean that's basic that's like the jack and um christ lover episodes (laughs) (laughs) no that's just girls chat that's what that yeah it's just the whole thing is just transgender broken glass pussy (laughs) and then like putting it all together and thinking about like um celluloid nightmares as well these movies are very cynical about the nature of film they're like very evil they hate the audience they're trying to revolt you and they delight in it what is the merit of this what is the point of this what are we taking from this into my philosophy for the new world glenn Who's the target audience? That's what I want to know. Like, like, is it you? Is I it guess somebody? it is. I, don't, I, yeah, I was like, enraptured by these. So, <laughs> like, who is the guy? Like, because I don't even, I don't even find that Jack offable. You know, like, like for anybody, I just don't, I don't picture anybody like actually, like, because this guy puts a lot of effort into like making you. It's like, is it just like I said, just a way for him to get off? You know. Well, I mean, that's the I nature don't... of great art. It's someone getting off on their own fantasies and subjecting and brutalizing right. other people with it, you know? It's got to be it. And so that, to me, is kind of, like, why extreme exploitation cinema, horror as an art, and these movies in particular, they are worthwhile. Because uh, the fact that someone can compile a bunch of images, write a screenplay, put, make film a bunch of people on a shitty camera or whatever... And it has such an effect with all this fake blood and artifice. And yet we're both sickened and shocking. Can you believe that just a bunch of projected images have like left you physically shaken? Is That's that not I mean. ecstatic? It's not fucking real, man. Like it's not real. And at no point does it ever look real. And yet like, it and feels so real. Oh, like I said, like I, I felt like it's this is truly where I felt like I am a bad person while watching these movies that's the first yeah. time i've ever done like i'm watching this i'm like i'm, I'm what is what a, what what am i doing have you ever you know, felt like, this way after watching anything n- in your life never. before no never i've never been like what the hell what if i like i obviously i know what i'm doing i'm watching this for a podcast and i can't wait to talk about it but 
if I were to have just stumbled on this organically and just like watch this, I'd be like, it's the ring. I die in seven days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It feels that curse too. And the fact that there are yeah. fucking DVDs of this floating around in the country, I got to get my hands on one. Oh, dude. Can you imagine just having those on display in the way that like my wife's grandma has Outlander on the yeah, coffee exactly, table? Exactly, exactly. I'm going to put it next to um, my copy of Sexual Persona and my book of Mishima photographs and my Boom. copy of uh, of uh, Through the Valley of the Nest of Spiders, and it's going to go right there. Celluloid Dreams. Celluloid Dreams. Blue Blu-ray Criterion. So, um, any... <laughs> any any uh, input about what I should take from all of these into remaking my new world as I've been periling to do so all season? Oh no, I just 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 know that I I um you know I I have this insane guilt. I learned I learned more about myself. I learned how normal I was mm-hmm. during these, how just how <laughs> tame I was. You know, compared like or I watch where I'm like, oh, I'll never be this insane. I I think that um, what I'm taking away is uh, complete extremity, complete nightmarish vision, visionary filmmaking, um, horrifying the audience by committing so perversely to your own individual fetishism. That's the only way you can evoke such powerful reactions these days. Nothing else is going to kick you like these movies do. Yeah. And and just knowing like I sometimes I'll have a thought in my head where I'm like, I'm a that's horrible. Why would I ever think about that? And mm-hmm. then I'm like, no, it's somebody else is way worse. There's always someone way worse. There's always you. somebody else that, that can take yours and turn it up to a, a volume that doesn't, you've never heard of. There's someone so. worse. There's always someone worse. And I want to be worse than him. I want to make something that's even more exploitative and how could nightmarish. You? How do you do it though? Like, yeah, I don't know that I don't, I, I'm not saying you can't cause you always can, <clears throat> but I just mean, how do you make it to where like, like, I don't know, even despite all that, like, you could... Imagine pressing that DVD. Like, you're the guy that's like, hey, I'll I'll press that Mm -hmm. for you. Imagine it. Like, like you still have to get it through that phase where, like, some guy will be like, well, I can't put my name on that, dude. Like, if you get worse than that, I don't know if that somebody's ever going to help. You have to press it yourself. You have to do all that. You have to do everything in-house. Well, I mean, like, this is what I'm talking about. With, like, V-Cinema, like, this, like, genre of, like, directed DVD filmmaking that gave them very limited budgets and gave them free reign. And, like, with Pinku Ega, before that, the pornographic films that people had free reign over, that was a time in film history when people really had an opportunity to experiment. And... Of course, like the last five years, I felt very pessimistic about the state of the medium. But now looking at like Terrifier 2, which I'm told is like a stinking diarrhea, like brutalizing nightmare, maybe on the level of these movies, perhaps. I don't know. It's going to be tough. To I, I can't, it can't be. It can't be this. But bad. that I've movie is, you know, it's been released. You know, they that $300,000 budget. They made money off of it. They I think now is the moment oh, yeah. when people can start doing this stuff again for real. And I want to be I, on the I, forefront yeah. of it. No, because like I think I think enough penguins have been pushed into the ocean to see if they're sharks. Exactly. You know, does do you think? I don't know if that makes sense, right? Like, there's people out there that that constantly test the waters, right? Sometimes they get bit, sometimes they get eaten up, sometimes it happens. But They've been chipping the away water, really slowly. I think the water's clear now. Yeah. Like I think I think I think you can go down there and go do your thing, go hunt for fish, like penguins. Like, and and to be honest, the the penguins that get pushed in and eaten. Or sometimes make the best stuff and also get the least amount of credit. Absolutely. I mean, right? Blonde is amazing. They fucking dumped an NC-17, like, hell nightmare onto Netflix. Just like that. Just like that. People are craving it. I think people are craving being just depraved again. People are 
people are really underwhelmed. They have like the sensory overload, but they've also been underwhelmed quality wise. Like I feel yeah. like as far as they haven't, they've had a lot of things happening to them all at once. Well, because like the ADHD state of horror, stuff. right? I mean, I've kind of been reaching towards this with my horror, you know, month or whatever. It, like mm-hmm. when you think about stuff that I talked about, Sharon Needles, like Sleepaway Camp, that was like a time in history and people were like, um, really for the first time, like reaching into psychic depths to like reveal this nightmare stuff on screen. And then like when you get to the Scream franchise, we're like so boiled in like self-awareness and postmodernism and irony and all of this crap and self-editing that like to get to something like these uh, Yamanoichi movies, like you really have to I think now is the time, like you said, that because like people have pushed the penguins off, like I think we're finally going to be able to reinstall this genre with something passionate and interesting again. Yeah, no, I, I think I think we're we're back, kind of. Like I, I think I think we're like I, I don't know. Maybe there's going to be some opposition to it, but I, I feel like the other side, the super tame, like SSRI, kind mm-hmm. of like putting that weird compressor over everything, like just kind of like sandwiching everything in and not really allowing uh boundaries to get pushed i think everybody got tired of that because people that's not really what people want yeah that's just that was never sustainable in my opinion which is actually a really good sign for humanity going forward where you realize you're like actually i think human nature actually wins and for the longest time despite whatever government system we've had despite whatever religion's been in power or anything there was always a market for depravity Mm -hmm. there always was Right. In any society. Right. People were willing to risk it all, even when it was punished severely to get their hands on depraved art. So at least now I um, I don't view I believe humans have free will. So I don't think it's like bad that think people can go see things. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't think it's bad at all, but I think it's good that people are constantly pushing envelopes and stuff. Just just be the one even if it's too far be the one that did it like just to just to just to show people you know just just to you're 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 creating data points for everybody else where people can look at it and just be like ah okay so you can go that far yeah you know like like so that so you ever hear somebody say something that you've always wanted to say but you're like there's no way anybody would even relate to that or people might just be think i'm insane but then they say it and you're like fuck you know, I like wish I, it had been me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. You hear it like that, and that's kind of how. I don't wish I made these movies, but I, I mean, more people than us watched them. Oh yeah, and you know, funny enough, um, Girl How One Nine 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 in particular is actually like a TikTok meme at the moment. Jesus, because it's anime. Anime always survives. But the thing is, is as well, is that like you know, I think we appreciated these movies for just like how like terrible, but like there is. Uh-huh. There is one menace that is pushing against like this uh, possibility for depravity again, and that menace is Zoomers because they yeah. have a very frightening, like encyclopedic checklist mentality about everything, where they just like watch things with like their Zoloft stare, like completely mm-hmm. like brain dead, just to like say they have watched it without having any reaction at all, and uh, that's definitely a product of the overexposure that you mentioned because. Um, I mean, like, on American TV and stuff, like, American Horror Story, like, Jack always mentions, and, um, you know, just violent television. There is, like, a lot of overexposure, but it's also passionless and, uh, you know, unoriginal that you can see how Zoomers would kind of get trapped in a brain space of just, like, dead-eyed witnessing the most repulsive things ever put to screen and having no reaction to it. 
Right. No, I, I think I, I think that's true. And I, you know, you guys have all done that. Adam, Jack, yeah. uh, Armenian, you, uh, you, and especially with the movie Blonde to say people, it's like, no, you're like, it's fine to feel ruined by a movie. Mm-hmm. Like, just like, like, it's okay to leave a piece of art and feel sad. Like, yeah. that's like, like it, that's how movies were for a lot of people. You know, you, maybe you don't always want to feel that way. Maybe that, that maybe that's something you want to be able to call back to here and mm-hmm. there. But it's good to like truly use all parts of your brain. It keeps you sharp. Like it's, yeah. it's um, like I like I said. Do I feel like a better person after watching these movies? No, but like no, but I you've know, reached a new emotional gamut as well, right? right? Yeah. Like I'll probably find out a little bit more about myself, and like that always makes you more creative, and that always makes you more. Um, uh, open to other things because you're like well i've been pushed to my limits and i'm st- i was still able to go to dinner with my parents and have a fun conversation right after you know? exactly like so you tap into your inner socio sociopathy or whatever however you say that word tap in to to that a little bit like sometimes you can find out how far you can push it for yourself and still remain normal so yeah